This is the Beard Winner Podcast, Episode 9. everybody and welcome back to the beard winner podcast this is darren tuning in as always just outside of omaha nebraska and not really for much longer <laughs> i'm going to not be moving but i'm going to be taking off for colorado again with my father so as you're listening to this hopefully we are safely on the road out to colorado we went earlier as you heard in the previous episode right before labor day weekend and our timing was impeccable and everything since that trip through present has been all about timing, being at the right place at the right time, having things fall into place. And I am really on a cloud. I'm walking on a cloud. On Friday, when I got some really good news, or Thursday, everything's blending together because it's so amazing, and I'll get to that in a moment. My mom asked me, she said, are you going to take that outside with you? Because I was about ready to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, the cloud you're walking on. Because she could see I was stepping lighter, I was smiling more, And for all of those who are on Facebook, who are friends with me, who listen to The Beard Winner, or have seen me in person without a mask, or have seen me on social media without my mask on, guess what? You're going to see me smiling. And that's because, like I said in the very first episode, and I can't believe that we are almost into the double digits with episodes here, and I hope to have a guest on for our 10th episode, just because I want to switch gears back to that, and... My opinion is only one of one opinions and views and worldviews, and I don't think I learn much just by sharing myself, and I I love putting myself out there and being vulnerable and 100% transparent with you all, but it's better to have a conversation where I can have someone on the podcast who can share their wisdom, their insight, their way of seeing things if they're a photographer, their take on travel in 2021 if they are a a photo blogger or just a blogger who likes to travel and lifestyles are going to change it's going to get weird but the cool thing is is we have the choice to focus on now and even when going out to Colorado I kept having conversations with my father and it's amazing that I have this opportunity to be at my age and being able to have my father as my best friend and travel companion because we have some pretty deep conversations. I mean, when you're driving eight hours in each direction and doing an 1800 mile round trip, you're going to talk or you're just going to sit there and there's going to be a lot of awkward silence. So what I'm getting to is that even when it comes to these forest fires that are going on, it seems like humans currently are focusing on the problem instead of the solution. And people are saying it's climate change. Of course. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to argue that there's not climate change because there is. The climate has changed. It was much different when I was in high school. It was much different when I was a kid. And I remember them talking in a fourth or fifth grade uh, presentation about the ice caps melting back then. And that was, I'm going to date myself here, uh, in the late 90s. And that was an issue back then. We had very cold winters. We had lots more precipitation, lots of snow. And when we went out to Colorado, we noticed everything was dry last time. But why are we going back? Well, I guess it's kind of a twofold. The first being when we went out there, it was kind of a scouting trip because everybody and their cousin who has seen Aspen's knows the magnetic pole that they bring to photographers. 
they literally grab you by your belt or your bootstraps or whatever that is anchored onto your body pretty darn tightly and say, get your butt out here. You have about a two, maybe three week window to where these things are going to look gorgeous. One of our friends, Nancy Hall, is heading out there on Thursday with some friends and she's going to be in Northern Colorado. It seems like Northern Colorado is really going to blossom. And my father and I, just to give you some cliff notes of what we're going to do on this trip, is we're going to go towards Dillon and Silverthorne for the first leg of the trip. But because of the timing, once again, my aunt reached out and said, you need to go to Guanila Pass. And my always, guys, my pronunciation is not going to be perfect on a lot of these things. And Kenosha Pass. And that's just south of Georgetown. So if you have the ability to go there, it's literally 90 minutes from Denver. It's off of Highway 285. I've done some research and found that if you take Highway 24 towards Leadville, um, that's going to be a little bit north of Vail. Um, that's going to give you a really scenic area as well that's not going to be as much traveled. I mean, everybody's going to Trail Ridge Road, uh, which is the road that goes up from Grand Lake and Granby on, on the Continental Divide to Rocky Mountain National Park and get you up to Estes Park. That road is beautiful. I'm not going to tell you not to go there, but be prepared for traffic. It's going to be there. Fall color takes everyone and plops them in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, wherever you have these beautiful colors at your disposal. Another area that we're going to go after, Dylan, that we figured out, if you follow us on Facebook or anything, um, especially my personal account under Darren Meller, we're going to go north of Dylan and we're going to um, go up Highway 4 or Highway 9, I believe. is. It's called the Ute Pass and had an amazing sunset and the ability to shoot out there uh, on our last evening there. And yes, it's actually Highway 9. So it goes up from Highway 9 from Silverthorne in Dillon, Colorado to uh, Cr- uh, Kremlin, Colorado. And Kremlin, Colorado is a nice turnaround spot. It takes you kind of out into the open parts of the mountains. But there's a place called Dean West that I gave a five-star review. Great atmosphere, people, food, and distilled spirits and beer if you're into those things. So enjoy that. Enjoy the fact that the higher elevations, northern Colorado, are really changing. If you Google search 2020, and I'll try to link it in here if I remember everything that I'm talking about linking in the show notes, but if you just search 2020 Colorado fall colors map, you'll notice that it's kind of like a flag. It goes from left to right, and it layers, so almost like latitude. So if you look at latitude, northern Colorado is peaking. So that's why we're going to northern Colorado. You still have time. Check out Colorado Springs, Manitou Springs. You can head south. Um, One area that a lot of people don't really visit because you have to drive clear through Del Norte and some very open high country. Take a look at just south of Montrose. You're going to find a town called Uray on the Million Dollar Highway. You're going to find Silverton, Telluride. These are gorgeous places. I don't have the time to spend more than five days in Colorado. So after we visit uh, the scenic byway on the um, the Kenosha Pass and we go down 285 via the Kenosha Pass and the Guanilla Pass, I think our next plan is to either head back east a little bit and go north over Willow Pass, I believe it is, that takes you to um, Winter Park. And we stayed there last time. And once again, for those on Facebook, I had this beautiful Snapchat video gorgeous morning, quiet, surreal, very nice. The frost was just coming off of everything and it's just quiet. The camera is panning, just imagine it, panning camera. And then you see my dad and I go, good morning, dude. (laughs) It just, it it was great. I, I mean, the fact that I can have my dad travel with me on these trips and make memories and make photos is surely amazing. 
Now, why am I so darn happy? This is the second part of why I'm going. Well, I just got a job offer that I accepted, and I know I told you at the beginning of this podcast I didn't want to work for anyone. Well, I didn't think getting into the legal cannabis industry would be a possibility. I mean, when I was in high school, it was pretty sketchy to even talk about. It was the devil's lettuce. But I'm not going to be working in a dispensary. I'm not moving out to Colorado or to a state where it's legal. I'm going to be right here just outside of Omaha, Nebraska in good old Iowa. But I'll be working remotely for a software company that helps anyone stay compliant from the growing process to the distribution to the wholesale to the dispensary even making sure that teenagers don't show fake ids and they can catch it in the moment that someone who is not 21 is coming in with larry or what was the name uh mclovin there you go that the mclovin id that you saw is probably not real you can scan it right away and and have that and also it allows insights and it allows most importantly for those businesses to stay compliant so they can hopefully forge a path of legalization across the country where it wants to be. I believe in states' rights. That's all I'm going to get as far as politics. If it's not right for one state, it doesn't mean that it's going to be right for another. And I think that each state will be able to make their decision if it goes nationally legal. And if it doesn't, cool. Everything will just continue to go the way it is. But I, I'm just stoked. I'm, I'm through the moon, and that's why everything happens for a reason. A colleague of mine at the previous company I was at prior to starting the podcast, he emailed me and he said, hey, Darren, I got this job offer from this online tech company. They're a startup, and they want someone to work for them, and they're in the cannabis industry. It went to my junk mail. I let it sit there for a while, but after talking to you, I think this would be a good fit for you. And he is just as much, my buddy Justin, is just as much of a proponent for me going out and shooting photos, making podcasts, being my creative self, and he still recommended this. He shot me an email. I was on the fence. I mean, I didn't know. I did my research, found out the company is 100% legitimate. It's probably the largest one in this market segment that does point-of-sale software and compliance software for the cannabis industry across the country and in Canada and in other places around the world uh, where they're a little bit more progressive, and they want me to be a part of it. That's all I can really say about it because I did sign an NDA. I'm so excited to be a part of this industry, learn more about it, share knowledge. Like I said, if I can get someone from the industry on here, that's going to add value. It's hopefully going to have a conversation, and that's where I think that my goal that's been elusive of finding that ability for us to become a community to where we can have a dialectic conversation is most likely going to come through is we need to have connections. And I challenge you all to make connections with someone who's different from you, someone who has a different point of view. My dad, of all people, was he worked for a very big railroad. There's only so many in the United States, but he worked for a very large one. And he had to cross every T, dot every single I, and make sure that he did not touch the devil's lettuce or anything else because they randomly would pee test and you could lose your job. It didn't matter if you worked there 30 years, they would kick you out. It's safety, safety sensitive. So like I said, it's really something he is very hands off. I don't want to touch it. I don't want it, you know, to have any part of it, but he's proud of me because he has opened his mind by having the conversation with people who are advocates of it, people who are agnostic to it. And he even went into a dispensary 
and talk to another gentleman. He didn't buy anything. He didn't consume anything for the record because I want to be transparent. And he talked to a gentleman his age. And what he found out that surprised me is that the biggest demographic and the largest growing market right now are people who are 50 years to 70 years of age because they're retired. So they don't have anyone to worry about looking over their shoulder. So no more random drug tests. They're financially stable and they have some experience with it. They lived through the 70s and 60s and 40s or, you know, 50s. And they know that times have changed. They've seen the progression of it. And they mainly probably didn't buy into the whole reefer madness thing. Now, I'm not condoning everyone to go out there and participate in it. Things are not right or wrong or good or bad. Everything in moderation can be okay. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I want this to be a gateway for other things to become legalized. I think that it's just an emerging market. And I think that hopefully this is something we can explore more and talk more about because what I'm getting to is if you don't agree with someone, have that conversation. So my dad didn't hundred percent agree with this industry. And he sat there while I looked around inside the actual store part and was able to look through grass window or glass windows and see the grass, as you guys would call it from previous generations, see the, the marijuana growing from little tiny plants to larger plants, to budding, to flowering, to harvest, and even if you went into the store part and the, the guy at reception told him, you can go take a look in the store part, even though you're not buying anything, it'll show you how they extract it to put it into edible foods and other products because the transparency is there. And that's why I think that we need to have that conversation, that connection. I was just listening to an episode of King and the Sting with Theo Vaughn and Brennan Schwab, and they had Dr. Drew on there. And he was saying that there was a book in the 50s called Connection. Because right now, this world is going through so darn much turmoil, and we have so much hate. And to get back to what I was talking about with those deep conversations we had is we're focusing on the problem. The problem is climate change. Well, the problem is that no one's going into the forest and clearing out all the dead trees that have been eaten by by pine beetles, which I'm going to admit... Pine beetles spread more if we don't get the cold winters that we need to to freeze them off and kill them. So climate change is part of that. But having the fuel for those fires to be there in the mountains, I don't understand why they don't go in and log it. And I realize that we don't need logging companies to go in and tear up our national parks. But when you're looking at a mountain that's 95% gray instead of green from any pine tree and the aspen haven't even come back because there's not enough sunlight to come through and it's just all dead, come on. Why can a logging company not go through there, go ahead and treat it, kill and treat it so it kills any beetles for firewood if they need to get, if they do anything with the wood and make sure it doesn't spread and try to take care of it that way? And why are we allowing towns like Steamboat Springs to build everywhere? That's another thing that Lester Holt said on NBC Nightly News. And like I said, we're not going to talk much about news here, but he said people are building too far back into the woods. You go to Steamboat, go to Steamboat if you have the opportunity to, and look when you drive into town. You see mountains, but you see so many houses built on those mountains. Go to Breck. I haven't been in Breck in about five years, but we'll just say go to Breck or go to, let's think of Telluride, Aspen, Uray, those other ones I was naming, even Estes Park. You're going to see sides of mountains. And I believe the city planners and those who own the land around there at least are trying to preserve the beauty of it because I'm sorry, I don't drive nine hours each direction to see your extravagant house. I'm sure you're proud of it. It's beautiful. The architecture is, is lovely. 
but it's not the natural beauty that I am driving out there to see. So with that, let's think of a solution. And I think we should have the ability to think of a solution in any aspect and have that contact with someone who has a differing opinion. So if someone says we shouldn't have logging, talk to them, talk to them in person, even a video Zoom call. And I know that COVID has changed that. Having contact with someone is going to help you understand them and for things to get better. That's coming full circle to my dad having conversation with someone who is very pro-cannabis. The guy in, in Colorado in the dispensary was telling my dad he believes it's going to be nationally legal in two years. It's probably a little bit you know, rose-colored glasses, but in the same respect, he was able to learn from him through direct contact. If he was on the phone with that guy, it'd be easier to dismiss him. But you have that direct contact with someone and you learn from them, and it's harder to dismiss them because you're looking them in the eye, you're looking at their body language, you're able to actually connect with them. So maybe we can approach that with hate. Maybe we can approach that with love and learn how to love other people who are different from us. Spend some time. Figure out, yeah, they're different, but let's celebrate those differences. That person walks a little bit different. Cool. I walk a little bit different. We're unique. We're awesome. Let's celebrate versus hate. So with that... I I don't know. I I guess coming full circle so we can kind of wrap this episode up because it's, I don't want to drag it on because it's a solo episode. I sincerely want you guys to be able to get out of there. And by there, I mean your home area. If you're trapped at home financially, I get it. It's easier said than done. But if you can take a weekend off to drive 50 miles in a different direction and go somewhere you haven't gone in your own state, do it. Get outside, find some running water, and go on a hike. Don't just stay in the car. The difference between this trip and the trip that we made last, um, or actually is the same month, but late August and part of September, we were in the car a lot. And I said, you know, the best part of our trip is when we got out and we went to that little fishing trail and started shooting photos up that river because we could be in the forest, bring bear spray, (laughs) we could be in the forest and we can enjoy yourself hearing running water have the sunlight hit our skin and things like that will reset your mind it'll put a smile on your face it will shrink all problems in your life and make them seem a little bit less daunting and believe me i'm easily someone who makes mountains out of molehills and i love mountains but i don't like going around them so tear through those sub seemingly mountains that are right in front of you and go to a real mountain and realize that your little mohills, you can squash them easier. Um, it's easier to do than whatever <laughs> words. I meant to say the opposite of it's easier said than done. But anyway, I wish you all a wonderful week. I'm going to release this early instead of releasing it on Thursday. We're going to release this as a bonus episode and try to release a, another episode. Um, uh, once I get back, I plan to be back later in the week. Um, but yeah. I love you all. Thank you so much for your support. And one thing that I do have to say is that Duke Cannon knocked it out of the park. They went ahead and created a basic ass brick of soap. I bought two of them and my friends who know me pretty well know that I am pretty basic and I love pumpkin spice. So I bought this pumpkin spice bar of soap. It smells almost like a pumpkin spice latte meets a sugar cookie with a little bit of buttery um, cake or popcorn smell. It's pretty darn delicious smelling. Um, Don't eat the soap, but you can save 10% off of your first purchase by going to beardwinner.com 
and click on support. Visit the Duke Cannon link. If you're a return user, return. I'm having a great, great um, ability to execute words tonight, but I want to keep it simple, not edit it out and overthink it. But if you want to save 10% off your first purchase, use the word, the offer code BEARDWIN. That's B-E-A-R-D, WIN, W-I-N. Or just click on the link on um, Duke Cannon's website. That'll kick back to the podcast. Won't cost you a penny more. And Duke Cannon does a great job of sending you emails for savings. The beautiful thing is, is also if you've bought things from Bossman, and you've used that offer code BEARDWIN and you love their beard care products, you'll get emails. You'll even get a business card in your package that'll say, come back kid and save 15% off. The cool thing is you can still go to beardwinner.com, click on on support, the green button in the right hand corner, go down to the link for Bossman Brands. It's my tracking link. Like I said, with everything else, none of this will cost you a penny more, even Amazon. Buy what you normally would buy, help support the podcast. It's not as big of a deal now that I have income coming in from a job, and I will not stop. I will be a weekend warrior and get you these episodes. Please, if someone can write in, do me the, just to let me know that I'm not talking to myself, do me the favor of writing in to darren at beardwinner.com. That's D-A-R-I-N at beardwinner.com. Or shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Let me know how the show is going rate it on iTunes, share it with friends and family. I want to see this grow, not for my purposes, because I just got my dream job, but because I want to do whatever I can to make an impact and make this world a better place. I sincerely believe that for some reason, I'm not a religious guy, but I believe that I was put on this planet to leave people in a better place than where I found them. And that is my sincerest hope is that we can figure out a way to do that with the podcast. Stay smiling, stay happy, stay safe. Take care, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.